Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday, the first Friday in August, August the 6th. Our reading this morning, I would uh, ask you to, is to please read Second Peter, the second letter of St. Peter, the whole of chapter 3. Now, that whole of chapter 3 is 16 verses, 1 through 16. It's not, as you can see, very long, but it's really crucial because this past week we have been discussing the second coming of the Lord and uh, the end of the world and all of those kind of things, which down to this day uh, are a source of much concern and controversy among many people uh, in the church and even outside the church. And this uh, reading from chapter 3, the whole of chapter 3, takes up the question that we want to consider this morning. What took the Lord, or why is it taking the Lord so long to return? He told the disciples before he died that he would be coming again, that you would see him come. And uh, that's the promise of Jesus. And so when Peter is writing this, and I say Peter writing it because we have to keep in mind that Second Peter was a very controversial letter. Um, some attribute it to the year uh, between 125 and 150. It's into the second century. And it really wasn't until the fifth century that this particular letter was included in the canon or the canonical accepted books as the scriptures uh, that are used by the universal church. And so uh, we know that Peter himself did not write it, but as part of the convention of the time, it was a um, pseudo uh, letter. That is, pseudo not in teaching something false, but it was a sign of respect and reverence for attributing this particular letter to uh, St. Peter. But it's, uh, it's very, very important. And uh, it brings up the whole question of why does God wait so long to come? Why does God delay? Where is God? And the second letter of Peter takes up specifically that question. Peter says, um, I know that first of all, that in the last days, scoffers will come to scoff, living according to their own desires and saying, where is the promise of his coming? That's, that's the question. Where is the promise of his coming? Can you, well, that was in the, uh, let's say the second century. Here we are in the 21st century. Where is the promise of his coming? And uh, Peter says that from the beginning, uh, God had promised that uh, he would send a Messiah and a Savior, which he did in Jesus the Christ. He promises that right after the banishment of Adam and Eve from the garden. Um. And he says that uh, there are those who are now going around and saying that the Lord is not coming. 
Jesus cannot be trusted. Uh, but Peter says, but do not ignore this one fact, that with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. And this is really important. The Lord does not delay his promise as some regard delay, but he is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'll read that again carefully. The Lord does not delay his promise as some regard delay, and delay is put in quotes, but he is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In other words, God's delay is not God's denial. God is not going back on his word. God is not going back on his promise. It's not the case. God's delay, and it's in quotes, is the result of God's infinite mercy. God doesn't act rashly, but patiently. And God gives us each day as a day of mercy, a day of repentance and reform of our lives, that uh, the Lord does not snatch us up uh, at the inopportune time, but God continues, continues to offer his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. So each day of so-called delay is really a day of mercy. It's a day of opportunity. It's a day of checking our lives, examining ourselves, and seeing, are we in right relationship with Almighty God? But Peter goes on, and he says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a mighty roar, and the elements will be dissolved by fire, and the earth and everything done on it will be found out. So he's saying that the day is coming. Again, we do not know the day of the hour. The day of the Lord is coming like a thief. But, and, but it will take place. And so this delay ought to be a cause of recognition of how merciful and loving God is. Uh, and I think that that's uh, very, very important. And he goes on and he says, by way of closing, he says, since everything is to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be conducting yourselves in holiness and devotion, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved and the elements melted. But according to his promise, we await new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. That's very, very important. You see, that it is going to take place. 
Therefore, beloved, since you await these things, be eager to be found without spot or blemish before him at peace. At peace. Notice, we've talked about this. It's not about fear and anxiety and terror, but to be at peace. And consider the patience of our Lord as salvation. It's a beautiful line. And consider the patience of our Lord as salvation. See, God God is not a promise giver and a promise uh, taker back. God is faithful. And the fidelity of God will come about. But God does not operate on our timetable. We're so used to fast things. Everything should be microwavable. Everything must be instant. It's not the way with God. And it's a good thing for us it's not that way. And, you know, to consider the patience of the Lord. Uh, And therefore, we are to encourage one another. And by our own faith, our own daily living, we help to bring about the coming of the Lord. We help to bring about the coming of the Lord. So, to the question, why... Hasn't the second coming, the parousia, to use the technical term, parousia, the second coming, the fulfillment, take place? It is because God loves us infinitely. God is all merciful. And God wants all to be saved, all to be part of the eternal kingdom, where there will be no beginning and no end. And all will be all in God and God's righteousness will dwell and abide, and we with it. So it's a, wonderful, it's a wonderful letter of hope and of love, God's love, of faithfulness, and of promise delivered. So let us today rejoice that our God is so merciful. Our God is so patient with each and every one of us because God loves us and God wants each and every one of us when that time comes to be with him for all eternity. God bless you.